Macworld Podcast number 387 for Wednesday, December 18th, 2013. Brought to you by MacMania Cruises. For more information, visit insightcruises.com slash mac-17. Hello again, everyone. Welcome back to the Macworld Podcast. I'm your host this week, Philip Michaels. It's the end of the year. It's it's time when people start handing out their best of and worst of. We are positive here at Macworld. We never say anything negative. Well, that's not true. Not not in front of an open mic, we don't. But we want to accentuate the positive today with our annual Editor's Choice Awards, also known as the Eddie Awards. It's the um, 29th annual Eddie Awards. If you read the site, and I hope if you're listening to the podcast, you read the site or pick up the magazine, which you can also do, you'll uh, you'll find out our picks for the best products of the year, our favorite products of the year. And I'm joined now by, by uh, uh, two gentlemen who helped put that package together and contributed mightily to it. You know them both as Roman Loyola. Hello. And Jonathan Seth. Hello, hello. Hello, and um, I, I, I will start off as we do with with every um, Eddie's podcast for the entire twenty nine years we've been giving out these awards. Yes, there there there's twenty nine podcasts as well, dating back to the nineteen eighties. Um, how do we pick these? What are we saying? What are we doing with these awards? What do they What do they recognize, Roman? Uh, the way we pick these awards is, you know, we see a lot of products. Uh, so many products. So many How many products. products do we see? Oh, so many products. All of them. Um, and we review most of them. Some of them we don't review um, because maybe they're not worthy of review. But we try to review as many as possible. And then uh, when the end of year rolls around, it's up to us to try and figure out of those products that we've looked at and maybe even products that we need to look at that were maybe – Around the same time as the deadline, we need to uh, look at those newer products. We determine from that uh, well of products that we've reviewed, which are the best of the year. And for the purposes of uh, of our deadline, it's November 1st to November 1st of uh, of any given year? Correct. So when we say these are the best products of, of 2013, that's just a nice shorthand way of saying 2013 and that one month of uh, yes. of, of 2012 yes. when, when, when some things came out. Yes. Fortunately, not a lot of products are re- released in December or in November because of the end of the year. And we gotta, we got to put together the, yeah. the award sometime, so yeah. there has to be a cutoff yeah. point. So, so we don't miss too many products by then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so it's from November of November, and this year we had an initial list of over 200, and that was called down from like the total products that we've reviewed, as, as well as products that we needed to review. So there were several hundred products, made, I don't know if it's a thousand, but it's, it's several hundred, and we initially started out with a list of over, well over 200. There were a million products, you can say it. <laughs> there were a million products. So, and from there, we basically get together and whittle the list down. We go, we actually do go product by product, and people on the Macworld staff debate the merits of each product, and then we eventually come to uh, a list of winners. So it's sort of a long process. So it, you go into the smoke-filled room, and you yes. come out, and how, how many winners were there this year? 
This year there were 31. And is that that a pretty typical amount for the? Is that a lot of uh, awards to hand out, or is that uh, about what we do every year? It's actually a little more this year because um, this year we had a change in what we do. Mm. In the past, we used to do what's called the App Gem Awards. So we separated the iOS apps and gave them their own awards because it was a new market. It was a huge market, and we thought uh, initially that we should recognize that particular uh, marketplace with their own awards. Well, now that that marketplace has matured a little more, uh, we decided to incorporate them into the Eddies. So I don't remember off the top of my head how many iOS apps are in the Eddie Awards, but in the past we did not include iOS apps. Right. It seemed like a, a, a fair amount just from looking at the article. I want to say yeah. – at I want to say at a, least half a dozen, if not, yeah, uh, if not uh, more than that, if not more. So, so we usually have in the past we've had about twenty or so, and this year we have thirty-one. Okay. So, um, what does this say about the the year in, for, for lack of a better term, the year in the Appleverse? Uh, what what kind of year was uh, uh, twenty thirteen going by the awards that we handed out, John Seth? It was a very good year. Mm. Uh, sorry, that will be stricken from the record. I'm no longer allowed to sing. <laughs> no, well, uh, if you sing more than six seconds, we have to pay royalty fees uh, to the the holders of that song. So, sorry fortunately, you were uh, off key. So, <laughs> nobody, <laughs> I think nobody, we get a discount. Nobody for that. would ever know what I was trying to sing anyway. Mm-hmm. Sorry, what was the question? The question is, what kind of year was it? If you were to look at this. Uh, at this list of award winners, um, was it an innovative year? Was it a breakthrough year? Was it a, a, a strong year for products? What what give us the give us the temperature of the room? Uh, well, it's a good question. I mean, it, every year that we do this, we you know we start with this big group of products and we really try to drill down into what's the best. And you know, Eddie Awards does not; these are not the Eddie Q Awards. Um, these are the. It stands for the Editor's Choice Awards. So this is the MacWorld Editor's favorite products of the year. So um, I, I think we tend to have a pretty high standard for what determines a best product of the year. So you know, starting with that big list, we we narrow it down pretty pretty well. And then sometimes you know I think we feel like we might be getting a little bit too much into it, and we we end up with too few things. We realize. You know what? We we need to really look at the products that were the best products of the year, and not, you know, look at only the things that we say gave the highest rating to, you know, five mouse ratings or something like that. So um, we we came up with uh, I feel like a pretty good list of products that are a little, you know, kind of all over the map in terms of of what they do. In the past, you know, for for those of you who've been around for a long time, in the past we used to have categories, and we would have to pick a best printer and a best scanner and a best, uh, you know, display. And we don't do that anymore. We just pick the best products of the year. And so sometimes it, it may it may seem a little scattershot in, in the, the choices that we make, but we really are looking at all of the products out there. And, um, we, you know, we I think we came up with some good ones, you know, hardware, software, apps. About what, good what was the mix between uh, hardware and software, would you say? We had, uh, we had nine hardware winners. 
and then the rest were software, so 22. Mm-hmm. But also remember that the that iOS apps. iOS apps. Yeah. So, if, you know. So sort of like a, thir- a third hardware, a third Mac apps, a third iOS apps. Right. Kind of something mm-hmm. like that. Right. So it, and it and it wasn't like we really necessarily planned it that way, you know. We they just kind of break down that way. Mm-hmm. How about you, Roman? What do you think that the um, the the award winners say about this past year for uh, for the Mac and iOS platforms? Um, what kind of year was it? Don't sing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't want me to sing. Mm. He, he's even yeah. worse than I yes. am. Yeah. So, um, to me, th- um, I think. The hardware side may not seem as innovative as, say, the software side. And also, I think, on the surface, it looks like the innovation happens with the iOS apps, which kind of makes sense. It's the younger platform. People are figuring out what they can do with their iOS devices and figuring out ways to do it. Um, Whereas on the Mac side, it's a little more mature, so the apps have been around for a while, a lot of them. Uh, and the hardware, sometimes some of the uh, innovations may seem a little gimmicky, but in, in truth, they really do have some practicality. Um, so I think in some instances, the innovation is not as obvious. It's harder to find. Whereas in the past, we'd be like, you know, it, it would be really easy to point out what made a product really innovative. Um, but because now the Mac platform, and even with the iOS platform, it's becoming a little bit more mature. So the changes are a little more subtle. Let me let me just uh, uh, seize on that for a moment yeah. because uh, we, we're talking about uh, innovation and the, the various uh, uh, attributes that we're looking for. We look at quality. We look at value. We look at um, um, overall excellence of a, of a particular product. And some, some products tick the boxes and some that they don't. But it was something you said about the hardware that interests me because this year among the winners, you had a keyboard – uh, you mm-hmm. had a display. You had a scanner. And these are not um, typically areas that uh, – these are very well-developed uh, 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 product groups where you're not expecting to, to have that wow factor, say, that you would get from a, a new iPad or a, a new uh, a reading device like with the Amazon uh, uh, Kindle Paperwhite. But um, – Talk a little bit, if you would, about uh, some of these, for lack of a better word, these commodity products right. that you would think everything that you could get in a keyboard, it's done and dusted. <laughs> right, but, exactly. And yet here is um, a, a keyboard getting an award. So, so right. let's talk a little bit about that. So, for instance, with the with the keyboard, we gave an Eddie Award to the uh, Bluetooth Easy Switch Keyboard K811 from Logitech. Uh, and you would think, okay, it's a keyboard. What else can you do with a keyboard besides... Make put give it nice keys yeah. or all the letters know. are there right. All the-, <laughs> <laughs> all the letters are there. You know, some people fret over having a separate numeric keypad, things like that. Well, this particular keyboard actually works with uh, Macs and iOS devices, um, and you can switch between them with just the push of a button. So, it, I mean, it seems. It, it makes it really easy to use between different devices, so you don't have to have separate keyboards for each one all the time. And it works really well. Uh, Dan Frakes has one; he uses it all the time. Um, and it's just well, uh, nicely executed keyboard. And again, it's it may not seem like a lot, but if you use it every day and you're using these devices every day, 
it saves you a lot of time and a lot of headache. And, and to kind of go off what Roman was saying, you know, we talk about how the iOS apps are part of this now because the iOS universe and the macOS universe are so have so much crossover now. This is one example of it, but a couple of the other hardware products we looked at too, like the uh, the ScanSnap iX500, you know, it's a scanner, but it's got wireless capabilities and it can scan directly to your iOS device, which is something that, you know, in the past might not have been important, but it is now. And then another one that um, I know Roman really liked was uh, Seagate's Wireless Plus, it's a wireless hard drive you can use with your Mac, but you can also use it with your iOS device with Wi-Fi and store an extra terabyte of stuff on the drive that you want to watch on your iPad, say, so you don't have room for it. And so it's products like this where, you know, a hard drive, a scanner, and a keyboard, like you mentioned, in the past, you know, they are commodity products. But in this way, they bring together the iOS and the macOS universe, and that's really what makes them interesting this year. Yeah. And some products are completely, they, they, you look at them and you go, what is that? And which brings to mind the NEC MultiSync EA two nine four WMI. If you got all that, obviously it did not win an award for its name. <laughs> no. Not not the award for catchiest right. name. I think it's the two ninety four Whammy. <laughs> but no Whammies, uh, no Whammies. Yes, but this display has a unique twenty nine twenty one by nine aspect ratio, so it's extra wide. And when we got them in the lab. I looked at them and went, what in the, why would you want that display? It doesn't make really much sense. But if you think about it, it actually um, is modeled after the idea of people putting two 17-inch displays together and using them as one display. So instead, it's just one display. And I actually used uh, this display for a while and really liked it and and figured out that Oh yeah, now this makes sense. Why this ultra wide display makes sense? Uh, it, I was able to use this display and had all this extra desktop space. And this display in particular, the NEC display, has a really nice image quality. So, it, you know, maybe it's not a revolutionary change in the industry, but it's one that makes practical sense, and it actually is a good implementation of it. So a debate we had every year when I was um, uh, more involved with the Eddies uh, than I was this year uh, was always the how much do you recognize Apple? Because let's be frank, Apple calls the tune in this market with uh, with what it releases because that informs what uh, what third-party developers and what device makers can do in support of, uh, of Apple's various uh, innovations and product releases. So uh, how many products did Apple uh, – uh, Take home awards for this year with the Eddies. I want to say five. There were two we, hardware devices. Right. We had two hardware products and um, and then there two, was at least two software I products. Can, yeah, I can think of four Logic off the top Pro, of my head. Ten, and there was um, iPhoto, iPhoto two. iPhoto two. Right, which is for iOS. Right. right. And actually, so it was four, I, I believe. Okay, yes. and that seems. Hmm, a little bit fewer than in 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 other years. Sometimes yeah. maybe a little bit more yeah. than 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 some of the years. Uh, I know that Apple's uh, taken some heat in some quarters uh, this year for for not rolling out blockbuster after blockbuster after blockbuster. And we can argue over over what a, a blockbuster is and what it means to innovate. Spoiler alert: We did two podcasts ago. Um, 
So, or actually three podcasts ago, how it all blends together for our film. Um, does this sort of, um, in a roundabout way, put put the lie to this idea that Apple's kind of uh, uh, coasting on fumes right now? Because uh, because it seems like the the products that they got, we were not. Uh, stretching to give them awards, they they the 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 stuff that they came out with that uh, we deemed award worthy really deserved the awards. I think a he lot, said self servingly. Well, I think a lot of the stuff um, from Apple that we've seen lately, um, you know, especially in the Mac area, have been good updates, but very incremental updates, and so the a lot of where they're really putting some effort is in the uh, the iOS, you know, the the phone and tablet space. So, it, it, you know, it's it's not to say that Apple isn't doing good work and the, the products that they're coming out with aren't good. It's just that there haven't necessarily been huge blockbuster changes in a lot of the, uh, the Mac hardware. And, you know, and that's okay. It's not... You know, you can read every other day stories about why Apple is doomed and can't innovate and, and you know, they're losing market share and this and that. But I don't think any of those people really understand the way Apple's business works and Apple's clearly doing okay. And it's not that there's anything wrong. I, I actually up, updated, upgraded uh, two different Macs in this last year and I'm very happy with the with the updates and they'll last me for, for several years. Um, so it's not that there's any lack of... of uh, upgradeability built into there. It's just that the the changes haven't been as huge as maybe some people would like. Yeah, I, you know, it's interesting to look back. You know, Apple with its hardware on the Mac side, you know, is mostly a lot of speed bumps uh, this year. You know, we, the Mac Pro isn't out yet, but that's also too late for. Yeah, the Mac Eddie's. Pro wasn't eligible. Right, the Mac Pro wasn't eligible. Um, and then on the Mac software side, well, just in the software side in general, Apple kind of threw a wrench into everything with like iWork because they redid those apps. And if anything, those apps, and I don't mean this as a, in a negative way, but they took a step backwards because they don't offer as many features. They, were re- they revamped those apps. Th- that doesn't mean it's a bad thing. They just decided that they had to go in a certain direction and needed to redo those applications, so it seems especially given the focus now where everything uh, Mac and, and iOS go hand in glove. Right. So it seemed kind of odd to recognize that with an Eddie because you know it's it's more of a retuning than trying to do something new and innovative. Especially as soon as they came out, when Apple had to say. Okay. By the way, we're going to replace some of the features we took away. So stay right. tuned. So yeah. that that was sort of an indication of yeah, we know that they're not quite there yet, and yeah. so we don't have to feel bad about that either. You know, by contrast, last year for the Eddie Awards, which did not include iOS apps, we gave Apple six awards. Mm. So and you know there were fewer Eddie winners because we didn't have the iOS apps. I don't know if we recognized any iOS apps, but they got six awards. Um, did they have a better year yet last year? I don't. I don't know. I mean, it's all a matter of perspective. So, it's, it's you know, it ebbs and flows. I think. We'll get back to this episode of the MacWorld Podcast after this word from our sponsor. 
Macworld listeners, Macworld is headed to England, Ireland, Scotland, and Wales next June. It's MacMania 17 with pro photo tips, Mac problem solving, big data, and big fun. You can spend a summer's day in Paris. You can dally in Dublin. You can explore Wales, medieval castles. And when you return to the boat, there'll be lots of Mac and iOS learning. Visit InsightCruises.com slash Mac hyphen 17 for more details. MacMania Cruises on its way to the British Isles. Let's talk about uh, a couple of the Apple hardware products that did win the award. It was the iPhone 5S and the iPad Air. Yes. Yes. Why not the 5C? Why not the Mini? Settle that controversy (laughs) for me, gentlemen. I'm a big fan of the iPhone 5C. Yes. I, I I'm I'm not saying it got jobbed. I'm not saying well, it got it got cheated out of an award. But that's a pretty pretty darn nice phone. Well, I mean, my my perspective on that was just that the iPhone 5C is basically the iPhone 5 at a, a you know slightly cheaper and with colored plastic on the back. It's a great way for people who didn't want to pay as much for an iPhone to get into it. And I think they look great, um, but. Inside, there's nothing else really different. So it's it's pretty much last year's model, with uh, a little bit cheaper and with uh, with some color on it, with a, a coat of paint. So from my from my perspective, you know, the, in in terms of innovation, it opened up the market and it gave people more options. But I don't think it really did anything that innovative that would would that nothing made me want to give it an award. I, I think the consensus with the staff was. When comparing, say, the iPad Mini with the Retina display versus the iPad Air or the iPad or the iPhone 5S, 5C, how much uh, how much more remarkable was the changes compared to the previous generation? And the consensus was the 5S was a more remarkable upgrade than the 5C is, and that the iPad Air had more to it than the Retina iPad Mini. And that's why we picked those particular products over the others. Yeah, I mean, with the 5S, you know, I think that the fingerprint scanner, the Touch ID, it's the only Apple product that has that. Um, that that was sort of one of those marquee features there. The the new processor and the, and the motion coprocessor and the improvements to the camera, that was enough that you know, made that one stand out. And, and of course, I mean, don't forget gold. Gold. Well, you can't you can't not give a a trophy to someone and, who right. and and, is and, painted and I can and I can say yeah, uh, Roman can say probably that he owns the gold yes. model. So mm-hmm. I'm just saying that the 5C opens up the iPhone market to uh, to people who earlier might not have given the iPhone a second look, and that broadens Apple's appeal. But hey. You know, Al- although we er- all have our opinions, although early indications are that it is perhaps not uh, doing that as much as as I won't say as much as Apple hoped because we don't know what Apple hoped, but perhaps as much as the people who get paid to um, pull figures out of yeah, it. Yeah, no, I think I think it. I think time will bear out that the five C was a was a, a very. Uh, Savvy maneuver, but I understand that these are awards for products and not business decisions. And, and as, so it's, and, and somebody, it's justifiable. And as someone who just bought a new iPad Mini with Retina display, um, I'm I'm I was comfortable with our decision to award the iPad Air 
uh, because it. The biggest problem for me, I've I've owned the an iPad since day one, full size iPad, and the biggest problem for me is always the weight of it. Can't hold it with one hand. I like to read in bed. I like to read magazines on it, and it's too heavy and a little bit too thick. Even you know the previous generation, and the difference now with the size and the weight, plus the the better processing and keeping the battery life the same, was a pretty big deal. Whereas with the the mini. The mini actually, you know, was a was a iPad two in a smaller shell, and then when they upgraded it to the Retina display, they also added all the bells and whistles that the iPad Air got, and the battery life. So it's a great product, and I, I think we debated for a while whether or not um, that should happen. I don't remember if there was an issue with eligibility in terms of when it actually came out or not, mm. um, because it shipped later. The mini did ship rather late. I- See, so, these sometimes, are the conversations we have. Not to not to let the cat out of the bag, uh, ladies and gentlemen. But sometimes we that that shipping and eligibility that can be flexible depending on if something comes out November second or November third. Mm, it's and no, it's, it's yeah. always November first somewhere. That's what I'm trying to tell you. But I, I, I yeah, it's worthy. But, I wasn't privy to the uh, to the iPad Mini uh, shipping discussion, so I don't know if that was the case here. Um, let's. Well, while we're on the subject of controversies, um, were there any controversial omissions? You guys were in that that smoke filled room where where editors uh, speak their mind. Were there any uh, any divisive uh, uh, choices or lack of choices? There's no actual smoke in there. Well, we we are based in California, so all smoke filled rooms have been banned the by the Department of, editors, of Health. So, um, yeah. Uh, you know there are and there were a couple now I can't of course I I've wiped that from my yeah. mind because we, we're trying to be positive. We yes. kept we kept the fist fights to a minimum, the name calling, you know. I mean we can't really help that. But. I w- I will say as as the fellow who shepherded the the app gems for a few years while while I was um before my my job changed a little bit. I'm I'm a little bit sad to see the app gems go away. I got to tell you. That's a controversy to me. A lot of good things about mobile apps. Yeah, I'm, all I'm, I'm saying. I'm sad to see them go away too because it makes my job managing. <laughs> yeah, he's a little bigger than yeah. it was before. Oh, but yeah. Phil, if you want to think about it this way, apps are so important. They're such a big part of the the Mac and 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 Apple experience that they had to be included in our best products of the year. They couldn't be shuffled off into a separate award. They had to be part of the Editor's Choice Awards. You say separate award, I say better award, because it had the touch of Phil about it. All awards given out by Phil are, by their uh, uh, very dis- by 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 their very existence, better than. And if you're an listening, if you're award. listening to this podcast and you would like an award from Phil, please write into the address at the bottom of your screen. Just write into Phil; he'll give you an award. <laughs> Phil oh. at Phil dot com. No, sorry, that's probably a real address. Don't mm-hmm. do that. There was one. One well, there were I think a few products, but there was one product in that now I can recall that kind of garnered further discussion. It was called Crazy Talk Seven. Oh yes, I remember this from uh, MacWorld iWorld this year. It was yes. um, animation software that uh, right. basically allows you to um, to speak, and the um, the character on the screen you can animate it so that it looks like it's talking. Yes. So and it won a best of show. It did for the expo. It was an interesting app. Yes, and location. Um, you know, a couple people 
were pushing for it to get an eddy, but in the end, uh, a few people just didn't think it was worthy, whether it was because they couldn't see a real everyday use for it, or they were actually kind of creeped out by the end result, <laughs> or... But it's still it's still a fine product. Yes, we should we we hasten to add. Yes, and you know we we gave it a good review, mm-hmm. but it you know it just didn't get make the cut. There were a lot of products this year that we've recognized in the past, right? And because the controversy is always well, this product has been around for ten years. Right. We've given an award before. It's still a great product, but what is so unique about this right. latest version that merits a, another trophy? Right. That's the what have you done for me lately? Yeah, yeah in, in, a, in a way. Were, were there yeah. any uh, uh, repeat winners in this year's awards? Uh, I believe uh, Fantastical has won in the past. I think you are correct, yes. yes. And we gave it to Fantastical 2 this year, right. correct? Yes. Yes, and one password from... Agile Bits also has one in the past. I think we named it an AppGem Hall of Famer when we had such a such yes. a distinction. Yes. And and there were, you know, looking at that list again, there were a lot of products that had good updates this year. And, you know, a lot of ones that I'm I'm I use every day and I was really happy to see these good updates, but they just didn't reach the level of, you know, enough from the previous version or enough in this past year that we could justify giving them an award. But you know, if you go look at Macworld.com and you look at the reviews for a lot of the products, you'll see a lot of really good, a lot of good reviews for a lot of these products. So, you know, again, to, to be positive, it's not to say that we didn't like them. And so there's there's too many things out there, and we have to be, you know, we, you, you we gotta, have to be, you have to be ruthless. You got to draw the line somewhere because if you if you give out lots of if you give out. 70, 80, 90, 100 awards. You what's, get an award. What's the you point of the award? Yeah, these aren't CES Innovation Awards. Yeah, yeah. We, we, you know, they're, they're a select list that we debate. And, you know, they're, they're, these, these meetings, um, it's gotten better. But in the, in the past, these meetings have gone on for hours and hours where, where you know, no, no one leaves this room until we have a list type of thing. But, uh, you know, I think we have nice nice uh, people these days and I think (laughs) yeah we streamlined the process wait a minute I wasn't in the room this year (laughs) hold on like I said we streamlined the process (laughs) out of the room too (laughs) all right your personal favorites what what um, what products in particular that one would you like to call out now that you're here in front of a microphone in front of everyone Uh, I mentioned one password and for the longest time, I resisted using a password manager just because I was thinking, I don't really need a password manager. And then I started using 1Password this year. And dang it, I love that app. That thing comes in handy so many times. I use it every day. I may even use it every hour that I work. Explain to the nice people uh, how it works because uh, yeah. in, in a world where many uh, passwords are required right. and you don't want to keep using the same password over and over again because down that path lies uh, massive massive security problems. Yes. If, you, if, if your password falls into the wrong hands and you use it for work stuff and email stuff and social media and right. credit cards, you, you, you are boned, yes. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so... Uh, Tell me a little bit how 1Password works. It's a, it's a um, password manager. It's an app that is for both iOS and the Mac. And they're also coming out with the Windows version as well. So, uh, And it stores your passwords. It makes passwords for you. There are plugins for browsers. So if you're, say, 
logging in to whatever website and you have a password for it, you can just use one password to fill in that information for you. Um, and it's it's really easy to use. Um, it's For me, I put it in my menu bar, so I always have access to it. It's just really handy to use, and I use it all the time. Uh, you can generate it's all the data that it stores is encrypted, so you don't have to worry about that. Uh, it's nice. Basically, all you do is for me, I enter one pass, a single password. To it, for his password is password, right. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Change me. I enter a single you're, password. You're not using one, one two three four yeah. anymore. One, That's two, no, I'm using zero 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 zero. And then you know, I enter a single password for one password. And then I can just fill in the information whenever I run into a site or whatever that needs that password. And it works really, really well. And it syncs with the other apps, so I can use it on my iPhone. Um, it's, it's just really well executed. John? I'll just give a quick other thumbs up to one password. been using mm-hmm. it for several years, and I love that. Um, one of our sort of smaller uh, products on the list um, is called Bartender. And I actually got this as part of a software bundle that I bought at some point and, uh, you know, wasn't sure that I'd really want to use it. But what it does is it's a it's an application that basically collects menu bar icons into a single icon to reduce the clutter that you have. And especially on a laptop, I have a 13-inch MacBook Air, the, the menu bar icons pretty much stretch across the entire thing. And there's so many, some as they get cut off. And, you know, I have a lot of apps and a lot of things that have menu bar items. And what Bartender does is it lets me say, these are the ones that I don't really access on a regular basis. Like, I don't need the Bluetooth setting all the time. Um, I don't need the, you know, keyboard selector or those kind of things. But I want to keep them up there. So you tell, uh, you tell Bartender, put these apps into there, and then they're replaced by a single icon of a bartender imagine that um, up in the menu bar and then anytime you want to get to those lesser used ones you click that it and then it shows you all the ones underneath there and it's you know it's it's what we in the business call a one-trick pony but it's a heck of a trick but it, yes and, and it, it's a time saver and it's a, and, and and it's it's a heck get, of a pony gets rid of the, the clutter try yeah. doing that with your pony you can't <laughs> And you don't have to clean up after this either. No. Great. Yeah, so that that's oh, one that boy. I that's one that I've uh, really enjoyed, and uh, the current version is really nice. And so I, you know, it's one of those um, sort of found apps. You know, I, I gave it a try and realized that it was really useful. Mm-hmm. And I guess um, since I'm here, I'll just mention I'm a big fan of Text Wrangler, which won an award. Can't beat that price. Free. Try to beat the price. They actually free? pay you. No, no, just free. Just free. That's that's pretty good. And yeah. um, you know, I of the other ones that that won an obscure little product called the iPad Air, I think would be uh, <laughs> uh, is noteworthy. I really can't emphasize enough the 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 comfortable feel of that uh, of that iPad in your hands. Just to echo John's comments, or in your hand from earlier, or or in your yeah. single hand. Um. Well, I, I think it just stands for us to congratulate the uh, the winners of this year's awards. 31 of them? Yes, 31. 31 winners. Uh, well-deserved. 
We used to actually, um, j just more any background than people probably care about, we actually used to have an award show. I know we filmed a fake award show for the video that accompanies the article, uh, but th we used to have a real award show. We'd wear tuxedos and hand out physical yes. awards. People would be there. Not everyone, Apple, would show up, but, uh, <laughs> but many people did, and it was a yes, good time. With but we did, we did have uh, um, Star Trek's Q, John Delancey, as a MC. And we got to go to the Museum of Modern Art in San Francisco. We we made a quite a show out of it, and yeah, mm -hmm. we we all wore our tuxedos and looked lovely. Yeah, and and but uh, trophies trophies galore, well earned. Everyone who was on the list, and um, uh, thank you, Roman and John, for appearing on the podcast today to explain it all to us. And keep those apps and hardware coming because there's going to be another Editor Choice Awards next year. Yes, the edit Eddie's process is ongoing, so. Always let us know about your new products. We always remain vigilant. We keep watching the skies. Thank you, listeners, for joining us today on the Macworld Podcast. We'll be back next week for the holidays. A little present under your tree. Uh, until then, take care. I'm Philip Michaels. Bye-bye. This episode of the Macworld Podcast was brought to you by MacMania. Visit InsightCruises.com slash Mac17 for more details.